0: Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, and this one is a little bit different. So, we had this plan to do guests for all of October, and we realized about halfway through choosing our guests that um, we don't have enough friends that are comfortable being on a podcast or had enough time in their schedule to join us. So... We did what you might call a loophole or creative thinking. This episode, we kind of dropped the characters. Uh, we don't do an improv segment. We don't do a middle segment. It's just, it's not permanent Handle and Alex good. It's just Craig and Alex talking about a movie and then just chatting um, we recorded these a little bit, a little bit out of order, but I've restructured them into the uh, typical episode format. So we're gonna talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, up next, and then after that, we just have like a casual friend discussion. So we do jump right into the spoilers for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, if you don't want to listen to that conversation, I will provide a time code for our just normal buddy conversation. Next week, we do have a normal guest. Next week, we are watching Halloween. But up next is our conversation about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But if you would like to skip that, you can go to time code, 20 minutes, 55 seconds. So, here's the thing with, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is... Um, it, it starts, oh man, it's, it does not waste any time telling you what kind of movie it's going to be.
1: Um, shout out to the Star Wars scrolling text and a narrator
0: yeah (laughs) yeah like the star trek narrator with the star wars opening text like how how more 70s could this movie have been
1: it was this movie came out in 1974 texas chainsaw massacre what you need to know about it late do we want to do a spoiler section nah good um what you need to know about audience is there's a guy who cuts people up with a chainsaw for no reason
0: yeah that was the thing that when i was thinking about this killer versus all the other ones This is the one that just does it to do it right like um jason and freddie both had like a backstory to them uh leatherface is just like yeah i'm here with my family and we kill and cook people yeah that's the thing and
1: we feed our weird grandpa blood and we butcher people like animals
0: yeah and this movie starts with the
1: skeleton montage
0: (laughs) yeah a skeleton montage the this movie had so many rotting corpses oh yeah this is the movie that this is the movie that made me sick to my stomach like not in any um like oh this is foul i could never but like this is gross this is just a gross movie
1: yeah um this movie it starts with red credits too which gave me really weird vibes um this movie also the way it's shot and the way the characters are acting the characters are not good actors but also they're not good actors playing weird people and something about that the thing is if you have a good actor playing a weird person you can kind of support them like um what's that movie with javier bardem um golly dude everybody loves it too he's got a super weird bowl cut um no country for old men he's an amazing actor playing a objectively weird and creepy guy yeah in Mm -hmm. this movie we start off in a van where we pitch up pick up a hitchhiker right
0: yeah also second movie to have a hitchhiker part yeah things that would not fly just in general
1: um that guy is not a good actor playing a weird person and it makes my skin crawl it's just off for some reason yeah
0: because he because he's too he's too weird
1: yeah right it's like Like, that guy in high school who's trying to be weird for attention and everyone knows he's doing it for attention but at some point a person being weird for attention is also weird if you say something ironically at the end of the day you're still saying it and that's what it felt like for this guy
0: Because this guy gets into the van, says something out of pocket immediately, and then it just gets worse from there. Like, everybody's like, dude, you smell bad. I wish we hadn't have picked you up. He takes the butterfly knife, cuts his hand open, takes a picture of them, and then burns it.
1: In the van.
0: In the van. So, and this is all even, this is all after they stop at the worst gas station on the planet.
1: (laughs) oh nothing but red flags this whole movie is a red flag bro
0: yeah because they stop at a gas station and the uh the manager is like hey we don't get gas until late tonight early tomorrow we i have food i will feed you you can stay until then don't worry and the kids are like do we know where the next gas station is no we don't let's risk it
1: anyway right and they and the kids, there's like, what, four kids, two girls, two guys, three guys?
0: I think it's five. Yeah, three three guys, two girls.
1: Um, one of the guys is in a wheelchair, which is a huge plot device for no reason. Um, they stopped at a vacated house with multiple stories, and they just leave the guy in a wheelchair outside.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They're like, we're going to go have fun. You stay out here.
0: And the dude takes it personally which he should right because after like five minutes he's like all right i'm sick of this and he like wheels himself to the front door he has to like throw his wheelchair over the the lip of the door and he's just like rolling through the grassiest house on the planet
1: also this is not too long after did the guy bite him or cut him before he ran out of the van
0: i think it was i think i think he
1: bit him yeah it was something weird and i'm like oh This guy is having the worst day of his life. He's got bit by a stranger who legitimately is the only human I can reliably say has either HIV or rabies. Like, he's not good for you. (laughs) He's got one or the other or both. You do not want to get bit by this, dude. Okay.
0: You know that as soon as Frankie opens his mouth, he is in for a bad time. Like, you know, like this is the character the writers are going to pick on. This is the character that the writers are just going to have bad things happen to.
1: Yeah, dude. This is also one of the movies that doesn't have a breakout star. um, And for good reason.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And to be fair, none of these movies had a good reason for them to have a breakout star. Except for like maybe Nancy from Elm Street. But just like in general, this movie also killed super quickly and then just was done with it.
1: Yeah, dude. Um someone gets hit with a hammer immediately. Um the escal- it escalated crazy fast. Um the camera shots focus on skulls and the environment and they're like we're trying to scare you. And I'm just like it, I don't think I was trying to I don't even know what was going on. There was Heads of animals and chickens and humans and just everywhere. There was nothing but red flags in this house and they were playing around.
0: Yeah. And I think this movie did have some cool deaths in it, but they were almost instantaneous. And they we moved on very quickly from them. What could have been
1: cool was when they he put the girl on the meat hook. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you don't see the meat hook go through her. It doesn't have a sound. He does it silently. Yeah. Yeah. Like he hangs her up and you don't hear anything. And I'm like, that would have gone through her back.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because it's almost, it's like he like gently rests her upon it. Right. Or rather he than hooks it on her bra her strap
1: and doesn't put it yeah. on her skin.
0: Because even if that was, because here's the thing. If he put it, because we get a front view of it. So either that thing should have pierced her all the way through or it pierced her halfway through and that hook is in her heart. Right dude uh, but then uh, yeah but then he takes her body off it uh, puts her in a freezer and then one of the other guys finds her in the freezer screams that's when he gets hit uh, over the head with a hammer um hey movies called texas chainsaw massacre one or two people die in a ma- with a chainsaw. It's towards the
1: last half also how you can never be surprised with the chainsaw you'll hear it coming yeah
0: <laughs> far away oh my god can we talk can- <laughs> <laughs> this movie had my favorite and by that i mean least favorite fight scene I think I've ever seen in a movie which is when the final girl is like running through the house also always a final girl
1: always a final girl
0: yeah uh, locks herself in like the storage closet or something takes a broom tries to fight him back with it he takes the broom and then just like lightly pats her with the bristles end of the broom I'm like what is going on here
1: okay so what happens is she escapes Leatherface somehow she does it she's been knocked out by a branch, he's been running through the woods. They've been screaming. She's tripping and not getting up, and tripping and getting and getting up. And somehow she makes it all the way to the store. And she's like, yeah. "Can you save me?" And the guy's like, "From what?" And he goes, "I'm getting chased by a guy with a chainsaw." He runs like, "I'm gonna go see what that's about." I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. Because all of a sudden we didn't hear the chainsaw anymore. And I'm like, "That's sus," which means this movie's either bad editing. Or the guy's gone. So he goes outside, doesn't see anybody. And he comes back in and she has a knife because she's like, this guy is weird and creepy. And I don't like it. She's like, let's get out of here. Let's drive. He goes, no, let's stay here and calm down. She goes, no, let's leave. And she has a knife. He grabs a broom, knocks the knife out of her hand. Hey, Hold it better, okay? (laughs) And then beats her up with the bristle side of a broom, which, by the way, has 40 bristles.
0: (laughs) The worst broom. The worst way to attack someone with the worst broom.
1: Yeah and i at this point in the movie i hated it that was that was the marker i'm like i hate this movie now
0: yeah cuz i don't know i, I d- this movie was more gross than it was scary right mm-hmm. even the movies that aren't scary that we've watched this month have an element of tension in them i don't feel like this movie had tension
1: yeah I, dude and the characters were bad the b- characters were yeah. rough there was no development at all i i don't know the people's names like Sa- i hear their names jerry franklin sally some of these are r- ringing bells but i didn't associate them with people pam and kirk and that means nothing to me and it should mean nothing to you yeah because i couldn't tell you which one of those people were last i couldn't tell you <laughs> i know it was a girl because girls are always last and the killer's always a guy um we meet the guy who beats her up with a broom he was as creepy as the guy with the chains.
0: yeah yeah definitely it was Mm -hmm.
1: there's nothing but red flags we're like we can't trust this guy he's not driving us away for some reason so you should have just kept running or something wave some wave somebody down um she gets broomed unconscious which i didn't know was possible (laughs) didn't know yeah you're right and then she wakes up at the notorious dinner scene yeah Mm -hmm. and this is when the movie went from bad to what the am i watching
0: yeah because this is where we have like you know the most the plot to we were expecting from the beginning the dude from the van is part of this whole thing right and it's him the guy from the store and their grandpa who is like decked oh, out in dude
1: a certified almost a mummy
0: almost <laughs> yeah like imagine like imagine those um wax molds that people make of people's faces but it's still on him <laughs>
1: That dude, this movie at this point, the dinner scene, makes me so uncomfortable. I, and it was one of those things that makes me so uncomfortable, and I don't know if it was on purpose. And that's not what you want. If you're gonna make people uncomfortable, do it intentionally. Don't make it so bad, or there's this movie isn't going anywhere there was no suspense you're just lost this whole time you because you're just
0: lost. because once the final person dies which is franklin once franklin dies the only thing that's left is screaming and running yeah that's though because and it's 30 minutes of this it is 30 minutes of the final girl screaming and and yelling and running away and I'm like there's no content here
1: right and do you know what the worst part is the screaming was not believable. and if (laughs) you don't have to do lines you better find a way to make screaming interesting and she didn't and it is shrill and most of the reviews for this movie are like what the heck is going on at dinner and can someone please put a sock in her mouth (laughs) and then there's a couple people like man this movie's a freaking classic oh my gosh best film ever scariest thing ever it wasn't scary it was was yeah it no. was confusing and the dinner scene is a fever dream i can't do you, do you want to make an attempt at describing what the dinner scene was
0: yeah so uh do we know this final girl's name i'm gonna look it up uh Sally. yes sally um so sally wakes up from her broom nap and she is is she tied to the chair or is she just in the chair i have to imagine she was tied she must to the have chair. been tied, yeah. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Doesn't matter. Dude, she got broomed unconscious. This girl could be tied down with freaking lace. Lace. Um, I don't Dude, hair, string, um, floss. There was, it was. It was, uh, at times I was the like, is, do you want to live? Do you want to? Because you're not fighting it. You're just making a lot of noise.
0: The So she's tied to this chair and, you know, the the dude from the van, the dude from the shop and the grandpa, the wax grandpa are all at this table <sighs> yeah. and they're eating, you know, sausages and meats that is very clearly people meat. And she wakes up, not a word spoken. The screaming resumes. <laughs> and so they're trying to have this conversation with her they're trying to and then they start arguing amongst themselves and the arguing
1: didn't even make sense too
0: because the dude from the van is like leatherface and i do all the killing we do all the work you're just the cook you're just the cook guy you don't do anything and then the cook guy who is the dude from the shop got super offended by that and so they started arguing with each other and then during the chaos I guess uh, Sally just removes herself from the chair and then jumps through a window, like with her body, breaks the window with her body and just darts to like the freeway.
1: Oh, no. Before we get there, they went up and got grandpa. They pricked her finger so grandpa could right, suck her blood. Right, right. Uh, grandpa, by the way, is 100% handicapped, probably 170 years old. That's not an exaggeration. He's a mummy. He can't move. He can't open and shut his mouth. He can't do anything, but he can suck on a bloody finger. Also, they're fighting over who gets the killer, who gets the to torture. Her, and the cook wants nothing to do with it, but wants to be in charge. Which doesn't make any sense. And I can't explain to you any more than what that is. Then they're holding her holding Sally down and trying to get grandpa to be like you got to cut her grandpa. You got to cut her and kill her. And so they put a hammer in grandpa's hand, but guess what? He's 170 years old. Doesn't have grip strength. Keeps dropping the hammer. Keep dropping it. Can't draw blood if he wanted to. He hits her like once, nothing happens. And she's screaming this whole time. And it's hard to watch because no one cares. And there's vivid hallucinations throughout this entire scene. So you have no idea what's going on. And then she escapes and runs to the freeway by jumping out a window. The most dangerous way to escape, by the way, there's a front door, but instead you just jump out the second story window. And of course you hurt yourself. So you can't be as Fast as everybody else, and that's important because now you got three guys chasing you.
0: And she runs out to the freeway, and now Leatherface proper is chasing her, like chainsaw and chainsaw and all. And she gets a truck to stop, and she hops in the bed of the pickup truck. Oh, she hops in
1: a semi, and then the chainsaw guy chases them both out of the semi.
0: Which don't know how you do that. Hey, you have a car. Drive
1: away. You got a semi, but he grabs a wrench whatever and I think he they're both running away and then she weighs down a pickup truck hops in the bed and leaves the semi guy to die Um, yeah because the guy with uh, the chainsaw is now chasing the pickup truck and the pickup truck guys like freaking deuces we're out of here this guy's chasing us with the chainsaw and the guy and that's it
0: yeah that's how the movie ends no resolution on the killer no resolution on you know Sally making it any further than the pickup truck Um, it just kind of stops when we know she's safe which like respect for just being like we're done we're out but also but also a little bit more could have been nice this like i said this movie is the first one we've watched where the killer is a killer for killing sake and
1: yeah like we eat people kind of for fun we like hurting people that's our that's our motivation
0: and i don't know if the movie benefits from that or not i think it's i think it's a cool concept if it was done just like a little bit better also it's very kills
1: it's very annoying that there's no backstory we don't know for oh by the way there's no backstory for anything we don't know who these people are we don't know where they're going we don't know how these kids know each other we don't know why these bad guys do what they do
0: i'm pretty sure they decide where they're going on the road trip Like, we don't know what their final destination is. We just know they're stopping at, like, Jerry's dad's factory or whatever do do you remember in the van there was a long winded conversation about how Franklin says that it's ethical to kill cows now because they do it with the air gun and that conversation goes on for at least 90 seconds and is not relevant in the slightest
1: it's it's annoying uh, dude who knows
0: so I just I think this movie it's for the gore people actually it's not even that gory it's really not compared
1: to the other movies we've watched this is not that bad dude nightmare on elm street is so much worse the blood coming out of the bed yeah doesn't get better and so
0: i think this is definitely the like this is the grossest movie of the ones we've watched for sure because i i I think the decaying corpses were gross i think the leather face mask is gross so like props to the makeup and props department Mm -hmm. like you guys killed it um i just think there there wasn't much to go on for this I think the only death that I was like, whoa, that was kind of intense was Franklin's death because um, Leatherface takes several swings at him with the chainsaw while he's in the wheelchair. And I'm like, "This this is brutal. I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. Yeah,
1: man. It was freaking rough and it's my least favorite so far. Actually, listen, you know what? No, it's the least favorite. We've watched Friday the 13th. We've watched Nightmare on Elm Street. We've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We've watched fifty-six movies besides this one. This is bottom five of all the movies we've ever watched for this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely bottom ten. I would have to go through and like refine for a bottom five, but this, yeah, this one's not great.
1: <laughs> I hated it. I'm never going to watch it again. And I can't. The thing is, this is not something I can recommend to people. It's not artsy. Um yeah like clockwork orange you can say there's something about metaphors and symbolism and in art this is just bad
0: yeah i think i i think this is like a four and a half for me
1: Uh, i gave it a three and a half
0: okay fair enough i mean it's one of these things i'm glad we've watched it like i don't regret watching it i'm just didn't like it (laughs) at all i'm
1: just glad we never have to watch it again and when people reference texas chainsaw massacre i'd be like oh i know what that's about i get it yeah
0: for better for worse yeah
1: i get it um there's something just about being in on the joke what or you know so to speak so i'm in on it now and i don't like it yeah i get the joke and i don't think it's funny
0: what do you think of like brands being more personable, like online, like having like a personality online?
1: I think I mean, you could say one of the biggest ones is Wendy's Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, another one would be chick-fil-A's like billboards, like eat more chicken. Yeah. um, and I think a lot of it is just like I get it's whatever sells the most. So I don't know if it matters so much what I think about it, but I'm like, if it's effective, and State Farm, using a guy who's like jacked to pieces and young black guy is selling more, then it's selling more, you know? Yeah. If Sprint taking Verizon's Can You Hear Me Now guy is working, then it's working. Um, As far as brands go, like for me, I don't care, dude. If I like the product, I like the product. Um, Rarely does advertising get to me. Um, However, it does help with brand recognition. So for instance, yeah. like I have a Ridge Wallet. The only reason I have a Ridge wallet is because I saw a podcast for freaking four years, advertise it. Yes. Yeah, same, same here, there's, and there's a bunch of other places that make wallets like Ridge wallet, but just for name recognition, they wore me down and i bought one because i'm like it must be a good brand because everyone's pushing their stuff
0: i think um a lot about advertising is also like the window and the reason why advertising has to happen so often is because you never know when somebody's window is like the reason i got my quip toothbrush is because like you said i'd been listening to podcasts for four years peddling quip toothbrushes and then i was finally like they're 30 bucks i need a new toothbrush sure why not um and that and 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 so I think that's why this advertising is always so constant, just because you need to find that window. But the thing is,
1: is advertising has let me down. Like I got a movement watch because of advertising and I've broken it twice. I've had it for less than six months. It got delivered to me broke. I sent it back. They fixed it. It was broke again in two weeks.
0: I do have to say good customer service will let me forgive a lot because I got a shipment of stuff that was a poster and two t-shirts. Both t-shirts were the wrong size and the poster was damaged. I emailed the company and they're like, yeah, that is our bad. Just straight up 100% send it back. You'll get all the right stuff. And I'm like, dude, I was upset. I am no longer upset.
1: Yeah. For me, it's just like I gave them you the benefit of the doubt. The first time, the second time something breaks, I'm like, What you're doing right now is wasting my time. Yeah. And if I have to pay for anything like shipping to send back this $120 watch or whatever it is, now not only did I spend $120, that the more we do this back and forth, I know I'm not getting back. Because now I need to track receipts. But Mm -hmm. now I need to pay for shipping twice. And I'm like, now I haven't even sent it back the second time. Because they've worn me down, dude. And now I just know I'm never going to buy another movement thing. However... Warby Parker, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have yeah.
1: Warby Parkers. So it works both ways. I don't have Warby Parker. I don't go through them anymore purely because I can find stuff even cheaper, even cheaper than Warby Parker. But I mean, yeah. they get me half the time. I have too much stuff from them now from freaking podcast advertisers and i'm very close to getting liquid death and they've only been pushing that for like a year now
0: (laughs) um i do want to talk about an advertiser that i am sick of hearing about it happens every year like clock like clockwork if i have to see and the thing is it's gotten worse five years ago it was just DraftKings. now it's four different betting sites that's like five thousand dollars risk-free and i'm like can we stop please yeah
1: and there's stuff that i don't that doesn't bother me like blue chew doesn't bother me um better help doesn't bother me um what's the one with guys losing their hair uh i can't remember yeah there's some stuff i just see all the time and then there's a couple that i'm like i cannot watch this any more times and it's like it's stuff that I know is expensive. If someone can afford to take $150 off or yeah. <laughs> like 30% off, I'm like, this is too freaking expensive.
0: That's every mattress advertisement.
1: Every mattress every is mattress. like $150 off. I'm like, it's because this mattress you're selling, selling me is $1,100.
0: Yeah. And I, uh- I I will look up most sponsors like if just out of pure curiosity especially when they give like a concrete discount amount I'm like all right how much are we doing and um like you said mattresses anywhere between 11 and 1600 bucks um I'll get CBD ads sometimes oh yeah and if I were to get if I were to get CBD from the grocery store which I understand is not high quality CBD but Mm -hmm. I can get CBD from the grocery store for like six bucks and these sponsors are selling it for like 200 i'm like hey i understand maybe you're smaller maybe you're a smaller business and you need to charge higher because like to pay for your bills but like hachi machi
1: yeah dude and you realize these podcasts a lot of people are like well i there are a couple things i had to say no to but i'm like at the end of the day they're saying yes to a paycheck like raycon dude raycon headphones are so freaking expensive yeah on mm-hmm. um, that I'm like no one. I mean, I'm sure it works because this person's still getting ads, but like it, it bothers me when we start advertising. It better be stuff we believe in. It better be like affordable. And when I say affordable, I mean like $150 or less. And I say $150 <laughs> for like maybe it can be more than that. But no more than twenty percent of their products can be more than one hundred fifty dollars. Most of it has to be under that. Um,
0: Are you talking like specifically for just in general? Or just- I
1: don't want to sell stuff because you can say, well, I want to sell stuff that cuts people a deal. Getting one hundred fifty dollars off a of mattress is a big deal. Yeah. And but I know that I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if our audience could just buy our merch and it would be like thirty dollars for something yeah. that's comfortable and it looks cool and they can support us or, Which is
0: why I think that window is so important because we're not all buying mattresses. Right. Like I, I, like if you have a, if you have a listenership of 10,000 listeners per episode, how many people are buying Matt? How many people are entering, are entering your promo code for a mattress this week?
1: Right. So uh, yeah, different products. Um, I feel weird about pushing alcohol. Yeah. Um, sure. and there's some things like Buffalo trace is everywhere. Buffalo Trace, I've heard from everyone who's drank it. I've bought it for people as gifts. Apparently it's awesome. Um, I feel weird about it because if you're if there's people out there who are like, I want to support the podcast, but I don't know how. And I already have merch and I don't want to buy any merch. Um, and I already subscribe to a Patreon. You're looking at how can I support these people? And if you're looking at all the products they have, and all of them are over $100, except for alcohol, I mean, I don't think it's sending the right message.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, What about, like, sunglasses?
1: Dude, it's one of those things that, like, I don't... There's some things that people should only buy for utility. Does it get the job done? Yes. Then the name doesn't matter. Um, There's a couple of brands that I use for glasses. I think that like, I don't know. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to put stuff out there that may or may not be. Um, Oh, Zenny. Z-E-N-N-I. I believe, is where I get my glasses. They're so inexpensive that if we got sponsored by them, I would push them automatically. I get my glasses through them now. And they're super um, modular. Like you can, Depending on how much money you want to spend on glasses, between freaking $20 and $150, you can get them engraved. You can get them polarized. You can get them extra thin l- lenses if you have a crazy prescription like me. You can get them flexible. You can get them made out of different materials. And it fits your budget. And I think most, things need to be that way
0: i hate going to the optometrist Mm -hmm. um it's like i i I hate getting new glasses i don't mind the test but like they put you in that room with like the pillars of glasses and you're like i am overwhelmed by choice and the worst part about it is i can't see what i look like with them on right and Mm -hmm. then you finally pick out a frame you like you go and you sit down with like the technician and then they ask you eight questions you didn't even know were options like do you want ultra thin lenses like does that affect the quality of the lenses do you want you know like a sturdy frame do you want the blue light do you want the bifocals do you want the non-visible line like do you want glare protection i'm like i don't know i just wanted glasses man
1: yeah Shout out Zenny. If you want to sponsor us, please do. I'll push your stuff, even if you give us like freaking fifty bucks. Um, it's just one of those things that like there's drop downs, man. Show me drop downs and right next to each item, tell me how much it costs. And when they do that, I'm like, I trust you. Cause you're yeah. not trying to pull any you're being honest with how much things cost. I'm like, hey, if you do glare protection, it's gonna add fifteen dollars. And I'm like, Thanks for letting me know and not let me get all the way to checkout and then it all adds up. And you're like, holy smokes, this isn't seventy dollars more than I wanted.
0: That's why um that's why I always get less frozen yogurt than I actually want, because all those frozen yogurt places are, you know, they sell it to you by weight and you can't weigh it as you go. You weigh right. it at the very end.
1: I always get the same thing. I'm like, I know it adds up faster than I think. So I always undercut it. So I'm down burning a hole in my wallet.
0: Especially when it comes to the toppings. Like, those gummy bears are dense.
1: Yeah. I don't even mess with toppings anymore, to be honest with you.
0: I can't. Well, still, it's been a minute since I've been to a frozen yogurt place. It might have been back when I was in Michigan.
1: Oh, I had it a month ago. I got a text today because I'm, I'm subscribed, bro. I'm a sucker for like, hey, if you put our number, we'll send you deals. I'm like, freaking yes i'm getting it from wings places pizza places frozen yogurt freaking everywhere has my phone number and they're texting me like hey we got deals for you i'm like thanks bud um i don't know dude i'm i'm one of those people that always think about when i'm out how much does this cost at home i do that for everything for yeah. food mm-hmm. for drinks for everything and i one thing when i'm out with Froyo and it comes to seven dollars i'm like i could buy half a gallon of ice cream with this much money. Yep, yeah. Well, I go out and I buy drinks and my Corona is $6. I'm like, $12 is a 12 pack or $12 is, you know, a 10 pack. And I'm like, I think about that all the time. So then I just don't buy it at all. I'm like, I'll just buy yeah. some on the way home. And I'll have five times as much. And if I wanted to get fat, I can do it for less.
0: I had a very awful food experience today. So um, I have the robots on campus that deliver food, yeah. and um, the pizza place that I usually order from was busy. So I didn't order from them. Instead, I ordered from like kind of more of like a convenience store type deal and i ordered a grilled chicken sandwich and i got a lemonade with it as well Mm -hmm. and maybe i didn't read the um details but they sent me a refrigerated chicken sandwich so so i'm on i'm in the courtyard of a a college there are not microwaves in this campus (laughs) so i just took one bite of cold chicken and i'm like you know what never mind this was this was just a bad experience
1: um when you get chicken sandwiches do you like them crispy
0: uh not really um i like them warm but like more tender
1: the kid in me says like dude give me that breading give me the breading there are a couple exceptions obviously chick-fil-a popeyes kfc um all these places that are doing chicken sandwiches they're doing it the right way but in a perfect world crispy bro but i also have a hot take okay boneless or bone in wings
0: i'm not a wings person okay but okay actually just in general boneless because i don't i feel like when i'm eating something with a bone in it i'm not first of all i'm afraid of the bone i'm afraid that i'm gonna bite in the wrong place and i'm gonna like just chomp down on the bone and then two i feel like i'm not getting as much meat off of it
1: okay so i'm boneless too but let me tell you why we're wrong because we're just eating chicken nuggets we're eating chicken nuggets man And we don't know, like bone in, you know, it's real. You know, it came from all the same part. We don't know where our food is coming from. It could be, we just don't know. There's no uncertainty, but there is only uncertainty and there's something freaking emasculating about eating chicken nuggets.
0: I mean, when you put it that way, sure.
1: Right, man. I mean, okay. Do you know what? There's something just as emasculating in my head and I know it's not the same thing, but in my head it's the same thing. Say you break both your arms, right?
0: Strong start. Let's keep going.
1: Someone has to feed you.
0: Oh, I think um did you ever watch that Paul Rudd movie uh, Fundamentals of Caring? No. Um it, he takes it's him taking care of a quadriplegic person mm-hmm. and they show they do more than one scene of him wiping for this person yeah and that's the thing that i always think about is like it's less about a dignity thing for me like that would probably suck the first few times but like i'd get used to it for me it's kind of like an inconvenience thing like hey i know we're kind of just hanging out right now but we got we got to go to work you and me both
1: i i have a lot of all, I wouldn't say all, a significant part of my dignity comes from being independent and needing other people for me is a weakness. I, but the thing is, is my brain can rationalize needing other people for certain things. So mental help, I can go talk to people. No problem. Financial sure. help. I can't do it. Okay. Um, physical help. Like, um, I'm feeling sick. Can you take care of me? I can't do it um and i don't know why um
0: yeah i do not like calling in sick i never have even in high school like i remember taking sick days like um away from like swim practice and just like feeling bad for not participating yeah even though i hated swim team i hated being on the swim team but when i called in sick like i still did not like that um right. so yeah, i
1: would just feel less than if by needing other people's help and the crazy thing is is in my head it's not bad if i have something to offer them um which is why like and this is so not healthy but like if i'm ha- talking to a therapist right i need them for something however i want to give them something too so i make jokes i yeah. turn my personality up 200 percent um when i'm talking to my therapist um, th-
0: th- therapy i think for people like you and me therapy is a performance
1: it it can be uh and it took me three years to just to tell my therapist a secret, because I'll talk to him about all the things I need to work on. Like, hey man, I care too much about what people think, and we need to we need to talk about that. Because I feel like I'm letting people down. And people don't really know me, and I feel like a fraud. I have imposter syndrome. I talk about all those things three or four years into knowing this person i'm like hey i should probably tell you this thing that makes a huge impact on my life that no one knows about and i'm like yeah probably should have done this earlier but now that i know you're not gonna leave me let me unload parts of my personality that you know scare me
0: yeah i i I definitely feel the same way i had um like i was with a therapist for like a year and a half and it was one of those things where like i enjoyed our sessions because i could talk freely and that in and of itself is worthy of therapy but there was but there was like it took like a year and a half for her to be like here's the thing that's troubling you let's relate it to something in the past and let's connect these two things together and i'm like are you a wizard
1: (laughs) yeah man so hard asking for help is hard um I think it's way Do you think it is easier to ask for help or know that you need help?
0: For me it's more difficult to ask for help. And that even goes beyond like mental stuff, like stuff at work. You know, I'm still getting used to and still learning stuff about the job. So it's I will kind of like
1: Wait, pause. Did you tell the audience what you do now?
0: You did. Um
1: Okay, never mind. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. So I just kind of like, I'll wait around for like five ish minutes to see if anybody comes around to help me. But if not, then I'll be like, all right, either I gotta ask for help or this thing is not getting done.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, I turned over a new leaf today and I realized, and I hate saying this because this is my dad's identity and I lost it. I am, there's a, there's a trendy way to say this and I'm going to say it how you're supposed to say it. I'm not good with directions. Okay. I am a horrible navigator. I'm a great, let me say, actually, I'm not bad with directions. I'm great with getting directions. However, I need constant reminders. Sure. I need a map. I need to go through it a couple times and I need like a GPS. I can't go somewhere once and remember how I got there. I can't go somewhere 10 times and know how I got there unless I'm trying to remember, because I think the difference between a person who's a great navigator and a person who's a bad navigator is a great navigator will go someplace five times and know how to get there. A bad navigator can go place five times and if they're not trying to remember they won't remember. And that's me. If I'm not yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. pay attention to the sign. When you get to this sign, you're taking the exit. If you get to this point, you've gone too far. If I'm not trying to remember, I won't. It doesn't matter how many times I go someplace. I need to try to remember.
0: Yeah, I, I'm definitely in the same boat. Like, you know, getting to work, it, going to work is an eight minute drive for me. It is three turns. And I still used a GPS for like four times going right. there. So I, I definitely understand that, you know, my, I drove to my grandma's house. So I went to my grandma's house like every day over the summer for like four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got my driver's license, like I never really drove to her place. So when I was 20, I drove there for the first time and I needed a GPS and Andrew kind of like clowned on me a little bit for it. And I'm like, listen, man, I've never been here and or like, I've never driven myself here and this brain right here does not put does not put real life things together super easy
1: right and I can I can always get there I just it's one of those things that isn't automatic and for some people it seems automatic Um, and I had to I was trying to go someplace I was literally half a mile away and all I had was a building number. And I looked at a map. I'm like, okay, I know oh. where it is. I know where it is. I'm looking at the map. I was still lost for 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. And the thing I, is, well, it, I
1: got it took me 20 minutes to get to the building. And then once I was, and by the way, I had to ask four or five people how to get there. I was half a mile yeah. away. And then once I got to the building, I had to try and find the printers. I asked three people where the printers were once I was in the building. I like it. There's also a huge thing for me where I'm just like, let's just not go the wrong direction you know what i mean i would rather go the same back and forth on the same street than go three miles in the wrong direction i can't commit to something like that
0: yeah i definitely understand that um because when i delivered pizzas for one day the the same something very similar happened where i knew pretty much where i was supposed to go but once i got there the nitty-gritty details escaped me so I was supposed to deliver it to an office building. That office building was right next to a neighborhood and they were on the same street name. So I pulled into the neighborhood, and went up to a house, knocked on the house door. And this dude was like, yeah, this is not for me. And I'm like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And I like drove around. I'm like, I got to be doing something wrong here. Right. I
1: can kill it at using a GPS, though. People that miss their exits when they use a GPS...
0: That's bonkers. That's bonkers. Dude,
1: what are we doing? And I don't even do the volume, bro. I don't even do the volume and I don't miss an exit.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, and I wasn't familiar with the area. So, like, back in our hometown, sure, yeah, would kill it. Right. Um, Newtown, not so much. Um, all right, so uh is there anything else that you've been watching?
1: Um, well, a disaster has happened. Okay. They took mentalists off of freaking prime.
0: No way in the I, middle of you watching it in
1: the middle of me watching it i go on i'm freaking six episodes deep in season two of seven seasons and they're like oh no you have to pay for it now i'm like no i don't but i oh, do now
0: dunk. this is this is not available like anywhere
1: yeah you now have to pay to rent it on amazon prime
0: that's crazy and i'm like that's
1: first of all Whoa. first of all Huh. Are you telling me this show wasn't getting enough views for you to have it anymore? Hey, by the way, I was the only one watching it in the first place before I even got here. No one was watching it. (laughs) If you gain a viewer from zero, don't take it away. It's one of those things that like nothing has changed. There's no controversy that's came out. Leave it out. I'm dude. Yeah. So salty about that. I'm like, now I have to find some other freaking show to go to sleep to, but it needs to be lighthearted. So I was going to yeah. watch succession, mm-hmm. but it's way too deep, way <laughs> too, too intense. Billions was going to be on there too. um, Way too intense. So if you have like lighthearted, um, they can be hour long like 40 minutes or whatever. Um, I like scrubs, psych mentalist. Obviously I'm looking, at getting back into burn notice, but the problem is, is I've watched the first two seasons like four times now, but I, and I don't um, really want to skip suits. I love, um, Stuff like that. Something that's not. I don't want to get super into it. Maybe I'll hop in Blacklist or something.
0: Yeah, that'd be that'd probably be a good one.
1: Um, I also watched Jake Gyllenhaal's The Guilty.
0: Dude, uh, Netflix tweeted about The Guilty. I think forty-five times today, and it drove me up a wall. So I would love to know what you think of it.
1: Everyone, the thing is, great movie, great, great movie. Everyone says the originals better, and the originals on Hulu. <laughs> I will, and the original is from a is a Dutch. It's a Dutch movie. I cannot recommend this movie enough. It's about a ditch dispatcher who um is trying to tack down a woman who's been abducted by her husband that she separated from, and all you hear is phone calls, like nine one one phone calls. And yeah, it's this whole movie was shot in 11 days because it takes place at a police station the entire time. And it is so freaking cool and intense.
0: Yeah. So what I learned from Netflix tweeting about it all day is um, this movie was kind of made out of necessity for COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. uh, And like the director was never on set. The director only talked to Jake Gyllenhaal through walkie talkie.
1: Right. He was in just a van with monitors. But like I said, like the whole thing takes place in a police station. He's having conversations with people over the phone. Um, One of the voices over the phone is Ethan Hawke. One of the voices over the phone is Bill Burr. Mm -hmm. Like he's just talking to people on the phone. He's taking callers. Freaking 911, what's your emergency type thing. Um, And a lot of stories just revealed over the phone. And it is so intense. And I love this movie. I love this movie. And,
0: And it also has a super tight runtime, which I'm always a fan of.
1: Yeah. If you like, I wouldn't say thriller because he's never in danger. The person he's on the phone with is on danger, but it's, it's intense because you can hear bad things happening and you can't see them.
0: Yeah. I think uh, it might be on my list. I'm,
1: I would highly uh, suggest it's on your list. Highly, highly. This is my rec for the week. Highly recommend.
0: I was not so before Spider Man. The only Jake Gyllenhaal movie I saw was Source Code, and I yeah. did not like it. I Source Code was I did not like Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Source Code. Gotcha. So I was I was very put off by his movies. But after seeing him in Far From Home, I'm like, oh, this guy rules. I love. And then Jake I saw Gyllenhaal. him. I love him. Yeah, and then I saw him in Nightcrawler, <sighs> and I'm like, oh, this dude double rules.
1: He's so good so, in Nightcrawler, dude. He's so good.
0: So I might watch this just just for the jakeness dude of it all. it's
1: good it is so good 100 watch this um i will tell you my rating for it was a 7 8
0: okay
1: 7.8 all right um highly recommend also macy's watching love on the spectrum okay we watched it the first time together i think i only caught the last half of season one and i've caught bits and pieces of season two i love this i love this show so much it's so honest and earnest and genuine uh yeah very good very good watch easy watch too highly recommend
0: um I saw venom let there be carnage mm-hmm. and uh that movie also was very short like a 90 minute movie um it was good not great but good um did you watch the first one I did um better or worse so I liked it better okay because the thing about the first venom is the the thing i'll say about it is it gets good when he starts doing venom stuff right which in the first movie takes like 40 minutes mm-hmm. this movie doesn't have that there is five minutes of exposition of exposition at the start and then they just go buck wild with venom stuff nice like it it has a very clear like set up the bad guy set up the inner turmoil between eddie and venom solve that inner turmoil solve the bad guy very streamlined so um how do you uh, like tom Hardy in it i liked him more in this one than the first one gotcha um because I don't know I just think this one was just in general way more character focused Mm -hmm. and it it just went very well um Venom is super funny in
1: this yeah like I saw trailers or like just cursory comments from Venom I'm like oh this guy's dope I like it yeah
0: in the first Venom he had a few quips but like in this one it's like oh Venom is just Venom is the comedic relief character and it works it definitely works So very good stuff. Um, I think it's like a seven and a quarter. Maybe flat seven. It didn't blow me away. It was funny. It was good. Um, trying to, I had another note about it. This is the loudest movie I've ever seen <laughs> though. <laughs> there, there is a character named Shriek.
1: Oh no.
0: And you can imagine how that goes. Yikes. So yeah, overall it was, it was worth my time. Um, trying. yeah, that's pretty much it. Still cranking through star Wars. Um, I've been thinking about what TV shows I'm going to watch next. Um, thinking about doing true blood or the sopranos because the sopranos movie is out heard and- bad
1: things about the sopranos movie but we've talked about that already
0: yeah um but that's whatever you know
1: um, say levy I mean if you're going for like classics obviously sopranos everyone says sopranos best show of all time Everyone yeah. says Breaking Bad, best show of all time. Everyone says The Wire, best show of all time.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, audience and, I'm, to and this. I've
0: watched Breaking Bad. Right. So, um, yeah, I think. Do you watch? How do you juggle TV shows?
1: Um, I set different environments for them. So I have a TV show that I go to bed to, and if it's too late, I'll just go straight to a podcast and go to sleep. But if I have time, um, I'll watch an episode before I go down. So that's one. I watch Survivor. With Macy. And then, um, so usually I only do two episodes of this. Two shows at the same time and then movies interspersed in that. However, um, Survivor is easy to take a break from because we're it's character heavy. And we watch it often. So we know what's going on. Also, there's about 20. No, I can't remember how many episodes there are a season. A lot. There's a lot of episodes. A lot.
0: Season. A lot.
1: Um, however, we watch it every day. One to two episodes a day. So that means every two weeks we get a break. And if there's another show we want to watch, like you comes out very soon. Uh, it might actually be out by the time we put this out. Um, yeah. We're going to take a break from Survivor, watch all of you, and then hop back into Survivor.
0: Yeah. Uh, I am on the last season of the Star Wars show I'm watching. Mm-hmm. So I'm in theory, I should be done with that show before you comes out. So that way I can wrap up that, not start anything else, and then right. go into you. Um, the reason I asked how you juggle your shows is because I'm very bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically how I do it now is I have one high structure show which is pretty much like a TV show and then I have a low structure show which is like a web series or game grumps or dimension 20 like a and d podcast right. and so like I cannot watch more than one high structure TV show at a time it's wild that people do that yeah
1: I do too I watch Survivor which you could say is high structure because there's a story there's plot lines there's, there's um you know alliances you're rooting for people which makes it even more stressful you want certain people to win there's tense relationships so i could say that's high you can say that's high structure it's debatable the show i watch at night is always high structure low stakes yeah um but i also od on freaking podcasts every day (laughs) yeah I listen to three to six podcasts.
0: That's wild. Yes. That's that's crazy.
1: All different podcasts.
0: Yeah. I I just Marvel just started putting out their Hawkeye podcast. So oh, dude, I, I, I literally hate it.
1: Hey Disney, stay in your freaking lane, which is everything but podcast. You do everything. Stay out of podcast, please. <laughs>
0: um, I literally stole my dad's Sirius XM login because it's you can only listen to it on Sirius and <sighs> Apple podcasts oh apple podcasts. <laughs> <That's> what's <there. laughs> so they did a wolverine podcast they did a guardians of the galaxy podcast what is that what, now Can you that,
1: describe what it is, is it like uh, it's like a
0: radio show it's like a serial radio show. like a
1: so like a, there's a narrative mm-hmm.
0: scripted okay um so i'm the, super excited uh, who are
1: the voice actors do you know anybody important
0: uh i don't know i haven't looked into it all i know is that um the Hawkeye one and the Guardians of the Galaxy one are like waste. I think their subtitle is like Wasteland. So it's very similar to the old man Logan comics. Yeah. Um, just like old disgruntled Star-Lord in a desert that is just given up on everything but survival.
1: Have you watched, um, what if on Disney? I
0: watched, I watched the first three episodes. Um, I got through, have you watched any of it? I haven't
1: watched any, but I'm excited to. I've seen a lot of memes to the point where like, I can't, if I see what if anywhere, I'm like, I gotta skip it, dude. I know they're one offs. I don't want it to be ruined like a freaking black mirror episode. I don't want it to be ruined. Yeah. I,
0: I watched the first three episodes. Now that all the episodes are out, I might go back, but you know, that's who knows, who knows? Um, the, the, the there was one where T'Challa is Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill so like oh, that episode dope. was pretty cool yeah yeah um that was probably the coolest episode of the 3 that i've seen so i'm excited to see the rest um but yeah that's kind of everything that we've been doing we, we're chatting longer here because this is a super unstructured episode so we don't know if we've made time yet or
1: not yeah also we're just at this point we're friends talking yeah listen if you like this content it's not content you're just eavesdropping also (laughs) it's bro do you say eavesdropping or eaves there's a v V in the word there is i never pronounce it you
0: also say um what say the phrase when two things can be switched out interchangeably Vice versa? Yeah. I I must have told, like, we've talked about this before, right? (laughs) What do you say? Vice versa.
1: Oh, vice versa? No, vice versa.
0: Yours definitely has more of a flow to it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know what else has a flow to it? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces.
0: Yeah.
1: Reese's Pieces has more of a flow to it, but it's Reese's Pieces. Or is it Reese's Pieces?
0: No, I think, well, because it's a Reese's Cup, right? So it's Reese's
1: Reese's pieces pieces Reese's pieces. which
0: is which has probably the worst mouthfeel of anything ever right
1: so Reese's pieces
0: yeah it's uh yeah uh, some phrases I'm okay I'm not gonna die on that hill right like if, and plus you say you know we say the frayed vice or vice versa so often like whatever who cares
1: yeah bro cancel me over something important
0: are you excited for the new Call of Duty? You're-
1: no, I'm phasing up video games um, and trying to produce a little bit more content. And I, th- I have a running list in life of things I want to do. And they're always easy. They're errands type things. Like I've been putting off organizing our freaking segments. So I know what we did when we did it. Yeah. And then we can bring back improvs that we really like and just forgot about. I've been putting that off for nine months. I'm just now getting around it because I'm just not playing video games as much. So, um, I'm sure I'll bring it back occasionally, but the thing is when you don't play like Call of Duty often, you get bad. And when you're bad, you don't want to play. Um, I hopped in GTA for 20 minutes earlier. Um, and I have to play with strangers. They took out my ability to not play with strangers. So that game's not fun anymore. Um, I don't know, man. Video games are on the way out for me, which sucks um but i do feel like i can do more of what i should do more often yeah so
0: all right uh do you want to wrap this up let's wrap it up man all right well thank you very much for listening to this incredibly different episode of permanent good uh next week we are watching halloween the original jamie lee curtis michael myers had to remember which one it was yep
1: that's the one (laughs)
0: Uh, So until then, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: Have fun, be safe, and make good choices.
1: And while you're at it, tell your mom and say hi.
0: See you next week.
1: Deuces.